Okay, it is time to talk some college baseball right here on Sports Talk. Just a bit outside as we welcome in Coach Jim Toman to Sports Talk after the opening weekend of the college baseball season on the D1 level all across the country. Coach, good evening. How are you? Phil, I'm doing great. That's a great first weekend, wasn't it? It was indeed. Who caught your eye? Was it the um, was it the the no hitter by Gamecock pitching yesterday? Was it the offense up at Clemson? Was it something else around the uh, SEC ACC? I know one thing. I, 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 a lot of different things caught my eye. It was an unusual first weekend, but it's baseball, so anything can happen. Just when you think. You haven't seen something in baseball, and then it happens right in front of you. But And that happened this this weekend as well. But I have about 10 or 11 Toman tidbits still, so you're going to have to give me more in a minute at the end. Let's uh, do them. Go, them go, ahead, go ahead and roll them out there. Toman tidbits. All right. Toman tidbits. Number one. Has to be number one. And it's in North Carolina, but it doesn't matter to me. Mm. Nationally. We're a national news network. This Toman Tidbits goes national. Yes. Um, East Carolina's Parker Bird, okay? First player, first of all, about a year and a half ago, he got in a boating accident. And he was an East Carolina recruit and really good baseball player. But he, he had an accident and, uh, unfortunately, ended up, ended up having 22 surgeries in, like, 45 days. And, and uh, they had to amputate his leg, okay? So it was a sad, sad deal for Parker. But the first day on Friday night, he got a chance. Coach Godwin pinch hit him, and uh, he became the first player ever in Division One games to uh, play uh, with a prosthetic leg. Fantastic. One leg. Mm. Yeah, that was, was really awesome. cool. And then he walked, too, and it wasn't no gimme walk. I mean, they were throwing him curveballs, fastballs, whatever. Um, and he got to play. So, shout out to Parker Bird. That man is incredible. Okay. Number two, this guy's going to need a trainer. Sacramento State, all the way in California we're going to, have a left-handed hitter named Matt Machiangelo. Sounds like a good Italian brother mm. to me. But in a doubleheader, Phil, Got hit by a pitch seven times. Oh, wow. Seven. Okay, that that caught my eye. And they finally pinched it for him in the second game. Guess what that guy did? Got hit by a pitch. Oy. But anyway, yeah. So I, I just thought that uh, that was neat to listen to. And then on that broadcast, they said California has 26 Division One programs. Uh, you know, South Carolina has a lot of really good college baseball programs. We have nine. Mm. And that's how uh, you're talking about the size of California and the number of players out there. They have 26. Okay, number three. We'll give Coach, Coach Gilmore a shout-out in his first game. 26 to nothing in the opener. Against George Mason, who's a good program, was in a regional last year. They had 15 hits, five doubles, three triples, 13 walks, five hit by a pitch, 
they got uh, George Mason had two errors, but anyway, twenty-six nothing. Mm. That's college baseball. Mm. I don't know if, that, if that's college baseball at its finest or that's crazy. But twenty-six nothing, a lot of high-scoring games over the weekend. <clears throat> okay, the South Carolina programs, the top three in our state are obviously Clemson, South Carolina, Coastal, in no order. South Carolina goes three and zero. Clemson goes three and zero. Coastal, after the big win, they lost to Indiana and Duke in a fairly close game, so they only went one and two. But it looked to me like Indiana was the the best team in that re, that that tournament this year, uh, this or last week. And uh, you know they looked like an easy regional, maybe super regional team, maybe even better. I mean it's early, but uh, Indiana and Duke look pretty darn good. So. Um, the other guys in the state, Winthrop uh, was playing a, a nice team, uh, and they ended up they, they went 0 and 3, but they had two close games. And Rutgers is a really good program from up obviously up in New Jersey, so they played a tough tough weekend against Rutgers. Uh, Presbyterian went 4 and 0. Of course, they had St. Peter's in town, and uh, St. The Peacocks. Hasn't, hasn't, the, the Peacocks. Yeah, is that? Yeah, well, that's 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 a tidbit. That's a Phil Cornbert tidbit that mm. I didn't know. Mm. But they're they're not too good right now. Yep. But maybe they'll get better. USC Upstate played Kentucky, and they actually played them pretty close. They lost all three, but a couple of the games uh, were, were were like two or three runs. College of Charleston handled Marshall very easily. Chad Holbrook's got a nice squad down there. They, they went four zero. They, they won again today. They're four zero. Yeah, four and zero. Four and zero. And then, uh, then Charl, then Charleston Southern went two and one. Uh, Delaware State isn't exactly the best team in the country, but it's good to get off. Anytime you win two out of three on the weekend, that's a nice job by Charleston Southern. And Wofford, who's been a really underrated program in the last five six years, they've done a nice job over there. They swept Towson. Um, not great competition, but Wofford is a solid, solid program. They went three and zero. So all in all, the in-state guys did good. Um, my buddy up at NC State, Elliot Avent, head coach, thousand victories on Sunday. Uh, that win was his one thousandth coaching victory. NC State and New Mexico State, and I told Elliot on the phone that he's either. Really, really good or really, really old. That's what I told. Let me ask you this: you, Have the NC State fans gotten over the departures of Ray Tanner and Jim Toman from Raleigh to Columbia? Have they ever gotten over that? You know what? I, I, I'm not really haven't been invited back too much to Raleigh, so I don't know if they like <laughs> me up there anymore. But uh, I tell you one thing: L.A. Damon has done a really nice job since Coach Tanner left. It's very difficult to replace a guy like Coach Tanner. And Coach Tanner left NC State and ended up going to Omaha six times for the Gamecocks and and winning two national titles. I think Coach Tanner did pretty darn well. But, uh, yeah, it was difficult to leave because both Coach Tanner and I played there. And, uh, you know, they even gave me two degrees. I would I would assume Coach Tanner has two as well from there. But, uh, are they as so, easy uh, to get at North Carolina State as they are at North Carolina? Oh, no. It, you know, I, most people usually, you know, they 
they get accepted at North Carolina, and the only reason they go is because they got denied at NC State. I got you. That's I got you. <laughs> From an NC State perspective. I understand. No, both both programs are really good, obviously. Yep. Okay, tidbit number seven, South Carolina, seven-inning no-hitter. I think it was Kimball that started that game, and i got to give Ty Good a shout-out. I recruited him to the College of Charleston for Chad Holbrook. He's with the Gamecocks now, and he threw two shutout innings. And he's going to be a good arm for the Gamecocks for sure. Mm-hmm. And then Marlett, Pitzer, and Dean finished it up. And, heck, Dean, Dean was he, he grew up with my boys up in Virginia. He throws awful hard, and he had transferred in from Virginia Tech. So uh, already seeing the value of the portal with uh, – we have three of them pitchers. I'm pretty sure Kimball was from Notre Dame, and Good was from College of Charleston, and Dean was from Virginia Tech. But overall, Coach Williams, pitching coach, South Carolina, 25 innings, three earned runs all weekend, 27 Ks, only gave up two extra base hits all weekend. So shout out Coach Williams, and that's why he's at South Carolina. He's very good. Okay, my move of the day. Phil? Yes. Coach Kingston. Coach Kingston, this is this is an underrated move and not many people understand it. But in the very first game it, it, it was five to one in the seventh inning. And we had a young inexperienced pitcher in and he and the bases were loaded with no outs. Okay, we're only in the seventh inning. Instead of waiting until the ninth to put Veach in, his closer, he put Veach in in the seventh inning. And Veach gets out of it. Great move by Coach Kingston. And uh, I learned that way back when uh, we were playing NC State one time when I was at Liberty. And Tom Holliday was the pitching coach. And we were hammering their starter, which isn't supposed to happen when you're at Liberty playing at North Carolina State. Tom Holliday walks out there, and they go warm up. It was either their Friday guy or their closer in the first inning. Mm. Because he saw at – some point in the game is when you're going to need a shut-down guy. If it gets out of control, the game's over. And Coach Kingston and Coach Williams must have been on the same page there saying, this is the game, it's the seventh inning, but Veach is our guy, and we need to get out of this because they're one swing away from getting tied up. So great move by uh, Kingston to bring his, his – you know, his most experienced guy in and a guy that they trust late in the game, and he brought him in in the seventh instead of the ninth. I thought that was excellent. Um, Clemson, offensive numbers were very good. Uh, on day one, I think they hit two grand slams overall, 3-0, 33 runs, hit 376, slugged 604 on base 515. I'm sure Coach Backett and Coach Schnabel – Will take and Coach Leggett will take them numbers any day. So, really good start for South Carolina and Clemson. Um, two more tidbits here, probably the most important one. Um, I heard Coach Kingston say that uh, before the game Friday that they honored Tommy Moody in the press box prior to the game. I thought that was a really nice gesture by Coach Kingston and the Gamecocks and the athletic department and Coach Tanner. And then I also saw uh, on Twitter 
the radio booth outside at that Founder Stadium, outside the, the radio booth, I saw a sign that said Tommy Newton on the outside of the booth. So yes. I yes. Thought that was, I thought that was that was awesome on the athletic department side. Absolutely. Other than that, that that's my Toman tidbits of the week. That's great, fantastic. Great and a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. I like it when you come prepared, and we'll look for more next week at this time with some uh, Toman tidbits as we go just a bit outside. You got it, big guy. Have a good one. Great talking to you. Thank you, Coach. Love it, Coach Jim Toman. Yes, sir. Ready to roll, wasn't he? He was. Didn't have anything to ask him. I was surprised he said that Indiana looked the best of the uh, four teams down at Coastal this past weekend because I thought Duke looked outstanding. Yeah. And when you hit 11 home runs in one game, that'll sort of skew your opinion of the team. I like the way he did that, though. I think that's a good move on his part just to give us his variety of tidbits and thoughts from what he sees over the weekend. Mm -hmm. We'll just stay out of it. You know, it's sort of like the old – you know, intentional walk. We're just going to intentionally sit back and let him spew his good stuff. 